Welcome to Anime Sleepy Time, the anime podcast that you're not supposed to finish. You've had a long day, and you have a lot on your mind, but for the next 30 minutes, you're going to forget about all of it. You're going to relax and focus on the sound of my voice focus on the gentle music as it carries your thoughts away and guides you to sleep. Let my voice wrap around you like a warm hug or a weighted blanket. Each episode of Anime Sleepy Time will have a similar format and the same music. This is so you can begin to associate these sounds with bedtime. It may not work the first night. It may not work the second night. But after a few sessions, you may find that you begin to fall asleep around the same time. You might not even make it to the end of the news segment. If you need more than 30 minutes, you can make a playlist so you can listen to this as many times as you need. Tonight on Anime Sleepy Time, we will look at some highlights of the news from August 9th to August 22nd. After the news, there will be a review of the anime series, High Score Girl. But before we discuss the news, we're going to do a breathing exercise together called four, seven, eight. You start by emptying your lungs. Then you breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold this breath for seven seconds and then breathe out slowly through your mouth while making a whooshing sound for eight seconds. Let's try it. In, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, out, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight. Again. One more time. summarized 
from articles first published on Anime News Network, unless otherwise noted. Links to the original articles can be found in the show notes for this episode. In celebration of the 20th anniversary of Taito Kubo's Bleach, Viz Media has published a brand new chapter of the hit Shonen Action series. The 76-page one-shot is titled News Breathes from Hell and was made available to read for free on the Viz website and mobile app on Monday, August 9th, 2021. This is the first new chapter since Bleach concluded in August of 2016. Bleach also has a new anime coming soon that will adapt the manga's final arc, The Thousand Year Blood War. However, as of today, we are still awaiting a release date. Otakon 2021 staff revealed that despite short notice and the challenge of holding a major anime convention during a pandemic, attendance had only dropped slightly compared to their last in-person event in 2019. Otakon 2021 hosted a total of 25,543 attendees. It was held in Washington, D.C. from August 6th through 8th in the Walter E. Washington Convention Center. Sentai Filmworks announced several titles for release at their Sentai at Home event on August 20th. Those titles include Drifting Dragons, Irodoku, The World in Colors, Made in Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, Girls on Panzer, Das Finale, Part 2 and Part 3, Shiki Zakura, Waka Primagi, Yuki Yuna is a Hero, The Great Mankai Chapter, and Kakegururi. Sentai also announced that they acquired the home video and digital distribution rights for Lupin the Third, Part 6, which has caused fans to speculate about the future of the English dub cast. For nearly a decade, Lupin the Third releases in the U.S. have been handled almost exclusively by Discotheque Media, with the one exception being the CGI feature film Lupin the Third, The First, which G-Kids released. News of the acquisition is especially odd because Sentai Filmworks and ADV films before them have never shown interest in the franchise until now. Lupin the Third fans have pointed out that TMS Entertainment produced the English dubs for the recent Lupin the Third releases, so it's likely that the dub cast will remain the same. In a perfect world, Sentai will work with Discotech or at the very least hire Brady Hartel directly to ensure the packaging for their release is consistent. 
three anime sequel series have been given release dates. The second core of Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, will debut on October 3rd, 2021. The third season of World Trigger will premiere on October 9th. The second part of Attack on Titan, the final season, will air in January. An exact date has yet to be announced. Previous episodes of Mushoku Tensei and Attack on Titan are available in English and Japanese on Funimation. World Trigger is available on Crunchyroll and Verve. Season 1 is available dubbed and subbed, while Season 2 is currently only available subtitled. Astro Boy producer Fred Ladd has passed away at the age of 94. In addition to Astro Boy, Ladd introduced anime to an American audience in the 1960s with shows like Gigantor and Kimba the White Lion. Ladd also worked as a creative consultant for the 1990s Deke dub of Sailor Moon. Ladd's version of Astro Boy was the first anime series to air on American television. G-Kids opened up pre-orders for their Neon Genesis Evangelion Ultimate Edition on August 19th, 2021. Their set features both dubs of the 26-episode television series, the films Death and Rebirth and End of Evangelion, and over seven hours of special features and a 156-page book. The pre-orders were limited to 5,000 units with a special discounted price of $274.99 until December 7, 2021, when the price would go up to $349.99. The Ultimate Edition sold out in around eight hours. News of alternate editions will be revealed on August 30th. This is the first time Neon Genesis Evangelion has been made available on Blu-ray in the U.S. Young Animal Magazine will be publishing a new chapter of the late Kentaro Miura's dark fantasy manga, Berserk, on September 10th, 2021. The chapter will be part of a memorial issue of the periodical and will feature a full-color opening page. Chapter 364 is being listed as the latest chapter in the series. At this time, it's unclear if this chapter was completed before or after Miura's death. Miura passed away on May 6, 2021, from an acute aortic dissection at 54. The 2010 late-night anime series, The Tatami Galaxy, will be getting a sequel from animation studio Science Saru. Tatami Time Machine Blues will be based on Tomohiko Morimi's follow-up novel of the same name, inspired by a stage play called Summertime Machine Blues. Shingo Natsume, who directed One Punch Man and Sunny Boy, will be directing the sequel instead of Masaki Yuasa. Makoto Ueda, who wrote the stage play and the script for Tatami Galaxy, will return as the writer. Yusuke Nakamura, who did the artwork for the novel, and character designs for the first series will also reprise their role. 
Discotech Media has revealed an October 26, 2021 release date for the following titles. Lupin the Third, Part 5. This release includes all 24 episodes with English and Japanese audio. Shaman King, which will include all 64 episodes of the edited English version that aired on TV. Hajime no Ippo, Collection 3. This set features episodes 49 through 76, the Champion Road special, and the Mashiba vs. Kimura OVA. Episodes 49 through 75 will have English, Spanish, and Japanese audio tracks. Episode 76, Champion Road, and Mashiba vs. Kimura will be subtitled only. Sergeant Frog Season 1. This first collection is comprised of episodes 1 through 51 with English and Japanese audio tracks. And finally, City Hunter Season 1, which will include the first 51 episodes subtitled in English. Eleven Arts have announced a release date for Shirobako the movie. The film, which started screening in the US on August 10th, will come to home video in a Blu-ray DVD combo pack on October 26, 2021. The free video streaming app Redbox will be adding a 24-hour linear Retro Crush channel to their lineup. In addition, Redbox will also make select titles available on demand. The channel will feature titles such as Demon City Shinjuku, Street Fighter II, the animated series, and Goku Midnight Eye. The Redbox app is available on most streaming devices, including iOS and Android devices, as well as Roku and Xbox. This next piece of news comes from ToonamiFaithful.com. The schedule for the late-night anime programming block changed on August 21st, 2021. The current schedule is as follows. Fena, Pirate Princess, at 12 a.m. My Hero Academia, at 12.30 a.m. Yashihime, Princess Half Demon, at 1 a.m. Food Wars, at 1.30 a.m. Black Clover, at 2 a.m. Naruto Shippuden, at 2.30 a.m. Attack on Titan at 3 a.m. And to complete the block, Dragon Ball Super at 3.30 a.m. All times are in the Eastern Time Zone. Toonami co-creator Jason DeMarco has expanded his role at Cartoon Network as Adult Swim's Senior Vice President and Head of Anime and Action Series to become the Senior Vice President and head of anime and action series slash long form at Warner Brothers Animation and Cartoon Network Studios. According to a press release from Warner Brothers, this expansion in roles will not affect DeMarco's work on Adult Swim and Toonami. DeMarco's first project in this new role will be as the lead creative executive on Kenji Kamiyama's upcoming feature film, The Lord of the Rings, The War of Rahiram. DeMarco is currently overseeing production on the Toonami original anime series Fena Pirate Princess, Uzumaki, 
and Blade Runner Black Lotus. And to wrap up the news, Funimation Global Group's purchase of Crunchyroll from AT&T has been finalized. The two companies announced news of the acquisition in December of 2020. However, the sale was delayed until now while they awaited the results of an antitrust review that the U.S. Justice Department was conducting. It is still too early to say what Funimation plans to do with the Crunchyroll brand. However, it has been confirmed that Verve was part of the deal. This could mean a monthly Verve subscription that includes Funimation, Crunchyroll, and High Dive titles is on the horizon. Considering that Funimation and Crunchyroll both host titles from other distributors, such as Discotech Media, Nozomi Entertainment, and Viz Media on their platforms, this could also mean that all of these distributors will exist on the same app, meaning anime fans will only have to subscribe to one service for the majority of anime release streaming in English. The final purchasing price was $1.175 billion. Tonight's review is titled The Curious Case of Why I Couldn't Stop Watching High Score Girl. Originally published on Gonzo.moe on October 12th, 2020 and written by me. Since moving into my new apartment, I've become interested in video games more than usual. The last two weeks have been spent grinding in Super Mario Bros. 35, falling off the slide racing the penguin in Super Mario 64, and restarting The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't even like that game. I've also watched two video game documentaries, Console Wars on CBS All Access and High Score on Netflix. High Score must have been what triggered the algorithm to recommend High Score Girl. Makes sense. They're both Netflix originals, they have near-identical names, and they take place in the same era. When High Score Girl came out, I wrote it off because I thought the title was dumb. But things are different when you're four Jameson and Waters deep at 4 a.m. The mouse in my apartment told me I should give it a chance. The first episode is rough. The minimal dialogue and extensive use of gameplay footage makes it feel more like a commercial than an anime. It's a chore to watch, but for some reason, probably the booze, I kept going. Four days later, I'm watching the final episode. High Score Girl is based on a manga by Rensuke Oshikiri. The episode breakdown is a little odd, with an OVA bridging the two seasons. Fortunately, Netflix plays everything in the proper order. Haru Yaguchi loves video games, to the point that his inner dialogue is narrated by Guile from Street Fighter II. He's a top-tier fighting game player that can play a dozen versus matches on a single coin. Despite showing no interest in dating, he is caught in a love triangle with two girls from his class, Akira Ono and Koharo Hidaka. 
The romantic conflict between these characters is what drives the narrative, but it's also the least interesting part of the show. What High Score Girl excels at is its authenticity. All of the video games and consoles they play are real. The story takes place over several years as gaming technology evolves. In some ways, it's like an anime documentary of gaming history in Japan. But that's the only thing it does well. The main characters are all despicable. Yaguchi's only interest is video games. That wouldn't be a problem if he was honest with Hidaka and Ono. Instead, he strings them along while he puzzles out his feelings for them. Hidaka is arguably worse. She knows that Yaguchi doesn't like her back, but she still continues to aggressively pursue him. At one point, she tricks him into going on a date with her. At the end of the date, she tries to pressure him into going to a love hotel. Ono is all right, for the most part. She lives in an abusive household, so it's understandable that she has difficulty opening up to people. But she also spends the entire series going back and forth on whether she likes Yaguchi. One moment she's battling Hidaka for the right to date him, which in itself is weird. The next she's having someone kidnap Yaguchi and forcing him to hang out with her. She also doesn't speak a single word in the entire series. It was a cool stylistic choice at first, but it stopped working after the first season. Characters have full-on conversations with her where they seemingly read her mind for her responses. The closest she gets to speaking is through the actions in the game she's playing. It's possible that this was a subtle nod to how protagonists in video games sometimes don't get any dialogue. The only interesting characters are Yaguchi's mom and Ono's older sister. They're the only two that have any depth, but even they spend most of the series trying to force people into situations they want no part in. High Score Girl also looks bad. I don't know the proper terminology for this, but it was done in a strange semi-3D style. It doesn't quite blend with the background as well as it should. At times, character movement like walking is so poorly done that it looks like they're gliding. If that's not enough, the story doesn't have a resolution. It just stops. No one gets together. No one learns anything. It just stops. They adapted the entire manga, so maybe it was canceled before the story was done. Who knows? Despite all of its flaws, I couldn't stop watching. The only reason I can think of is that I'm predisposed to enjoy stories like this. I've been playing video games my entire life. Seeing games I've played get referenced in media is fun to me. I can't help it. It's why Scott Pilgrim vs. The World is one of my favorite movies. The difference is that Scott Pilgrim is a competently made film with a complete story arc. I can only recommend this show with qualifications. If you want to take a journey through video game history without watching a documentary, this might be a good option. While I found the story of High Score Girl consistently aggravating, the real-world gaming references were enough to keep me interested. 
It's also a show where I cried as San Geef did a spinning pile driver. So I guess it gets points for that. Thank you for joining me on Anime Sleepy Time. Hopefully, you don't hear this message. But if you do, that's okay. You can listen to this as many times as you need. A transcript of this episode, as well as links for all the stories I talked about, will be waiting for you at gonzo.moe when you wake up in the morning. Until then, have a good night.